Okay, the passage of scripture that I want to go through with you guys today is found in Ephesians chapter 2. If you have a Bible, you can turn there, that'd be great. As for you, this is, okay, before I start, you might go, but I promise it gets better. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's worksmanship, we are God's worksmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. What a there's a lot of content in that passage. It's just ten, 10 verses, but there's so much meat there, isn't there? Um, a few things were highlighted um, in that passage, and I'm just, we're just going to go through it systematically. We'll, get, we'll go through the, the, the steps that, are, that I'd like to just point out. And one of the first things that was highlighted is that um, we were sinners, um, and we were saved by grace from our loving God and we were destined to do good works. They're, they're, that's sort of the, the way that passage goes. Um, in, in Ephesians 2, 1 to 3, it basically is just saying that, um, yeah, we, we are sinners. We are. Um, and, we, and we're bullfeds. We're bullfeds. Basically, you can translate that um, through, through the Luke Boyd translation. We are bullfeds. Um, and it's not because of any other reason except for we are human beings. Um, but being a human being, being a human being, means a few things. So let's just think about the first thing that being human means. First of all, it means that we were created in God's image. Wow. You, you stop and think about that. That's, that's amazing. Um, but because of sin, um, which no one is exempt from doing, being human also means that apart from God, we are ultimately destined to fail. It says that we, are, we were deserving wrath. Um, heavy content. I promise, as I said earlier, it's going to get really good. Um, this is not because God hates us, but because we are naturally imperfect, which is okay, because God loves us. Um, in this unredeemed state, 
We are alienated from God because of the sin in our life. And in that, we are alienated from our true purpose in life. Our true purpose in life that we find. Um, so, yeah. But then, then so we, we've just gotten through that first little few verses that's pretty heavy. But then it goes in chapter 4, something so incredible. But because of his great love for us. And I'll just, I'll just stop there. So God, knowing, knowing that we are these guys that are just struggling and we are a lost cause without him. He knows that. He could, he could just stand by and let us, and just watch us. We would self-destruct ourselves. That's fine. He, he doesn't have, you know. But no, 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 no. God loves us, and Andrew used one of my favourite passages of scriptures in John 3.16 um, this morning. And so, so seeing us, and seeing us in our buff head state, he, he's going, no, I love you guys. I love you guys. Even, you, you know, sometimes we get this concept that we've got to be so perfect, so spot on, so immaculately holy for us to love him, but no. We don't. He loved us when we were sinners. And still loves us when we sin now. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to read, uh, what, what am I going to read? Four, yeah, through to four uh, to nine again. I just want to read this passage. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Thank you, God. I love that. Um, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works that anyone can boast. So, here, and, and if you look at this passage in context with that, this, this entire letter, um, this, pa- this passage is, is bringing forth purpose of us as, as individuals. And the first main purpose that we see here is that God wants to be in relationship with us so bad that even when we were out completely away from God, he, he saved us. By his grace, not because we did anything, but he wanted to be in relationship with us. Why? It's okay. I've thought this for a long time. You know, some people are climbing Mount Everest to meet the guru to t- so that they can get him to tell them the meaning of life. I have it. I know it. I didn't even climb Mount Everest. I never met no guru. I know the meaning of life, and that is to have a relationship with your Creator. That's the meaning of life. To live in a relationship with God. And, and, and second is to have relationship with our fellow human beings. That's the meaning of life. Love. It's all about love. Love God, love others. Love it. Yeah, it, it is great. It is great. It is very great. Um, that's, the meaning, that's the meaning of life. Um, and so, yeah, in that, that is, that, is, that is our first purpose. 
that we have relationship with God. And it's something that we can take for granted at times. Sometimes it's not the most important relationship in our lives. But ultimately, our main, first and foremost purpose is to be in relationship with God. And God made a way for that to happen because we were dead in transgressions. Um, and like Andrew said, which is, it, it was the, um, the, the verse that we used to do at youth, if we were stuffing it and we were blowing it, we had no idea what to do. We were in a hole. The best thing to do was to read out John 3.16. Um, so I'm going to just put that there. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to read it again because no matter how many times I read it, I almost get brought to tears. Um, and I'm doing it now, which is awesome. Um, John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. That's, that's God's purpose and that's our purpose as well is, is to have relationship with him. Okay, so we've got that. We've got that down, and it is the greatest blessing in life. Um, but what I want to do... Oh, before I do that, no, no, I will, I will. I'll move on, I'll move on. I just want to... I, I just Every time I think about that, I just get so thankful and so grateful um, to Jesus. Um, it, it is such an incredible thought. And I love, in communion today, we got to... Spend time just reflecting, because sometimes we forget, don't we? And you just reflect on the goodness of God, reflecting on his love for us. To me, that, that, that gives me purpose. I, I, I go, wow, I, you know, I'm not just a mistake. I'm not just a human with no reason for living. Or I, I am a child of God, and God loves me, and he loves me so much that he sent his only son just for, just, just for me. It's, it's, it's a powerful thing. Thank you, God. But what I want to do now is, is move on to the last verse. And this is where I get starting to get a little bit excited because I'm, I'm thinking about next year and I'm like going, man, I cannot wait to see what happens. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to require some things, isn't it? Vision, vision um, is great. But if we don't chase it out, it's just a vision. Yeah, um, and in vision, but in vision we find purpose, don't we? But I'm just going to read out this last little bit of purpose from the last verse, and it's in ten, and it says, "For we are God's worksmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do." Now, good works, um, they're Particularly that good works there, it, it, it is meaning um, preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel, getting that gospel out. But it's not just limited to that. There's so many good works that we can do. And what I love about God, when we get back to the purpose of life, which is relationship with God, all of these other things inside, our gifts, our personality, our abilities, come alive. And then you find a deeper purpose in that relationship with God. 
and, 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 and you start thinking, wow, okay, so I am um, to be in a relationship with God and to love him and love others. But in loving God and loving others, all these things inside of you that God put in you from the start start to come alive. And, that's where, and then, so we go to this another level of purpose, another level of, of meaning, and it's to be ourselves because God has made us all so unique and individual and, and being yourself is exactly what you're supposed to do. And it's not complicated, just you've got to be yourself. And as we look forward uh, to 2012 and what we want to do as, as a church, which is all going to be brilliantly on display at the beginning of the year, and I can't wait to hear it, um, we are going to need team we're going to need resource we're going to need your unique skills your unique gifts to accomplish everything that we want to do as a church that's 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 what we that's what we need all we need is for you to be you but we need you to be you and we need you to be you with us together that's how we're going to do it that is how we're going to do it you were Well, first of all, you are the workmanship of God. You are the workmanship of God. You you, you stop and think about that. God actually, when he created you, he he, he got you and he was like, yeah. And I I look at TJ. Where's TJ? There he is. He's a hot man, TJ. I love your hair. If only my hair was that thick and that stylish. Damn, I'd love to have a hairdo like that. Um, I, I look back on TJ's life, I was talking to him about this a little while ago, and um, I was like, man, to think you were that punk kid at youth camp, (laughs) he was this punk kid that wouldn't get out of bed, and I remember going in, I'm going, TJ, you've got to get up, we've got breakfast, flip, you're like the only guy still in bed, everyone's up, you're you're, you're lagging here, man, and he's just there just going, no, no, no. And I'm going, like, you were just, you were gone. I'm going, TJ, I'm shaking him, I'm splashing water, and he's just like, oh. And, and we, were, we were having a good laugh about that, because I look back over TJ's life, and I've watched God work in his life. I love it. When you have relationship with God and relationship with others, you get to see God's workmanship, and you get to see God's handiwork in those lives around you as well. And I remember, you know, when TJ first started coming to the Lord, Every time there was an altar call, every time there was a, an opportunity for him to, to meet with God, to, to say, I am yours, he would come out every time. And that just used to bless me. I was like, this guy, he, he loves God and he wants him so bad. He said the, um, <laughs> the new Christian prayer like about a thousand times. He kept doing it. And, and I love that. He was doing that because he wanted to. He was doing that because he wanted to. No one was telling him to. He was just doing it because he just wanted God. And in that, he found out that God wanted him even more. And God's taken you on a journey of showing you that he loves you. And you've found purpose in that. You've, you've come alive. The, the actual title of this passage through most Bibles is called Made Alive in Christ. And so you, you, you found that you were made alive in Christ. But in that, he started to stir up some gifts and stir up. And can I say, when you play guitar, it is, it's a gift. 
it really is a gift. You play the guitar so well um, for God, and, and it just it not only blesses God, which is I know your 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 purpose for playing it is to bless God, but it blesses me too. I get and Andrew, I love seeing these fingers just going and making all this sweet sound. It's really cool, and I love I love what you do, TJ. We are God's worksmanship. All so unique, all so individual. And you know what? Over this, over this time, we're coming up to this Christmas time where we're going to have a break. I would love for us all to just get with God. Be yourself and allow him to start to stir these gifts. Start to stir these gifts. Next year, I'm making it sound massive because it is. But it won't be hard if we all just, just be ourselves chase God and chase this vision. We're going to accomplish so many great things. I'm so excited. Um, Creating in Christ to do good works. So we're created by him, but we're not just created by him to just, just to chill out and just to have relationship with him, which is great. It says here, point blank, we are actually created to do good works. We're created to do good works. And, and TJ is doing a great job with his good works. You, you, you've, done, you've done some good works there, TJ. And I love watching people do good works. It's, it's where it's at. I love it. That's, that's our purpose. We were created to do good works. Um, and what I find interesting here is that... I'll just read this out. It says, For we are God's worksmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And I'll just go back. Where is it? Um, Made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. Um, Created to do good works, prepared, which were prepared in advance for us to do. He loved us even when we were dead in transgressions and he prepared good works for us right from the start. There's, there's something profound about that, you know, because sometimes when we think about doing some, some good works for God, we go, I can't do good works because I'm not good. Um, I can't do anything of true worth because I'm not really worthy. I haven't achieved a state of awesomeness to be worthy enough to do good works. But that is simply not true. It says, says here that they, they were prepared for us in advance to do. And that means... This is what I, I find here. I, I find that God was calling us to these good works and is calling us to do good works despite our faults and our fears. Wow. I get so humbled by that because God, he, he loves this world so much. Andrew made that clear this morning. He loves this world so much and he wants to let everyone know about this love. And he wants his love to shine through every good thing that we are going to do as a church. But for that to happen, he chooses people that were dead in transgressions. He chooses people that were not so perfect. And that's okay. Because this scripture says, I don't know, three, four times, that we were saved by grace. And, and as we find out our purpose in life, which is to have relationship with God, to love God and to love others, 
God works on us. And if you allow him, you, you continue to be sanctified. But the, the thing is, is that the road of sanctification will not be complete until you go to heaven. So he is, you're never going to be perfect, ever. Whilst we're living and breathing this air, you're never going to be perfect. But he calls us, despite our faults and fears, to do good works. And, and I love that. I love that. And I, this is all I wanted to say this morning, church. I'm finishing up now. And I, as I said, I, I cannot wait for next year. I cannot wait to see what we do next year. I, we've been having meetings lately and I don't know, you know, Phil and Pastor Phil and Julie have been talking about um, God taking us to a new level, about, about God doing a new thing and, 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 it, and being like, and we've heard that over the years. And sometimes even like this year we go, well, flip, that was, that was, a, that was a bit of a hard year. But, but you guys, you see through faith and, and you see... Um, through the eyes of, of God's heart. And do you know what? I actually believe that next year is going to be a very significant year. A very significant year. Um, I, I, I've been watching relationship being formed and built in our church between all of you guys. We've got a great thing going on here. I, I honestly think that the relationships are going to keep getting better. As we love God and love others, we're going to get formed. We've got new families coming in. Make sure we love God and love them. Love, love these new guys that are coming in. We've got some visitors coming next week. We're going to continue to see people come in. Oh, man, I've got such... I'm so excited for next year. Let's rally together. Let's, over Christmas time, let's chill out. Let's have a, have a good... Let's eat, drink and be merry. And remember the awesomeness of, of Jesus coming to the world to set us up, to, to, to bring us back to relationship with God, to enable us to find purpose. But let's just have a good time over Christmas. Let's regroup. Let's, let's allow God to stir us. Let's allow God to stir vision. Let's allow God to stir our gifts and, and, and our abilities and Let's allow God to help us be comfortable with who we are the way he created us. And as we do that over this Christmas time, let's come back together next year ready to rock and roll for God. Thank you, Father God, that you call us despite our faults and fears. Thank you, Father God, that you loved us even when we had no idea who you were. Lord God, you love us from the very start. I, I thank you, Lord God, that even despite us being bullheads, all of us, each a bullhead in our own way, Lord, that you loved us. And this love, I thank you, God, it will not betray us. This love is something that will not enslave us. It, it's, it's a love that actually liberates us. It's a love that makes us whole, Lord God. It makes us whole. Because, God, that was it from the start. You wanted us to be in relationship. And I thank you. Thank you that we are in relationship with you. You're awesome, God. I pray that these guys would have a great time over summer. Lord God, I pray that you would 
breathe life into them as they rest. Uh, Father God, I pray that you would stir our gifts, that you would breathe fresh vision and fresh life into us as we ponder on you and as we dream about 2012. Lord God, may you be with us all through this time. Thank you, Lord, for this church, God. Thank you for what it's done throughout the years. Thank you that you've been such a faithful God to us. And Lord God, I just want to thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you in advance, God. I, I am so excited to see what it is we're going to do next year. Father God, thank you for every good thing, for every life transformation, for every life that begins its relationship with you through being saved. Thank you for the lives that are going to be healed. Thank you, Lord God, for the discipleship that's going to take place. Thank you, Father God, for every good work that's going to take place next year, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you are good and you love us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, God. Well, church, that's it for now. Um, I, I'm just going to put it out there. If you're here and you, and you don't have a relationship with this God that I've spoken to you about this morning, or if you feel that you've even wandered off track and, and you were in relationship but now you're not sure, if you want to be sure this morning, if you want to know God for the first time, if you want to know God for the second time, the third time, the fourth time, I don't know, I'd just like to give you an opportunity to um, enter into a relationship with God. It's really simple. It's just, you, it's just a prayer. You're just a prayer away from being in a relationship with God. Um, if you are here and you, and you do want to do that, could you just raise your hand um, now? That would be good. Right now, lift that hand up if you want to join in a relationship with God. I'll give, I'm only going to give three more seconds because I can see and I know virtually every face here. That's okay. I'll, I think I'm going to always do that, no matter what message I preach. And I know that we're, I'm, I'm looking at everyone, I'm pretty certain that we're all in sweet relationship with God and that's great. Thank you, God.